boy wonder? I'm all man, lady. Welcome to Fireside. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Betty, and with me is, well, this time, wow, this is weird. Mauer. Beep you. And Huey. What's going on? What's, What's going, going on? on? What's going on? What's going on? What features that here? None of our voices sound good when we sing this. What is going, going on? on? Huey. <laughs> what <laughs> going on? Huey. I'm I want to make that a ringtone. I'm giving you the stink eye. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care All about right. you. Welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about the news, baby Huey. The new news. The new news? Wow. I said baby Huey, Mauer. I said baby Huey. Okay. I don't care what you say. You're not the boss of me. I mean, at this point, no. <laughs> well, I can't. There's not much I can really do from from across the the county lines here. Listen, was <laughs> so there like, much you could do when you were in the same room? No, you had weapons all around you, dude. You the only downside about the way you live is that although you have a lot of ways to to uh, defend yourself, you also have a lot of your undoing surrounding you everywhere. <laughs> there are so many blades at that house, <laughs> but a lot of them were hidden. Which is even weirder. You have to know where they are. even weirder. Because they're also like bizarre knives, too. It's not like he's hiding knives specifically for protection. He's hiding like things you'd find in Star Trek. Like, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. That's a rabbit hole we don't need to go down. It's the Wednesday (laughs) show. It's new news time. We got a lot of things to talk about. 5G is officially canceled. We got Batman caused the death of Jason Todd. Ooh. And things aren't looking good for Harley Quinn season three. Well, maybe, eh. maybe, but we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's start with comic news as we always do. Wow. This is, can I just say two minutes and 30 seconds, you know, ish. And we're already into the news. Normally this tangent goes on way longer. A part of me almost wants to drag this out for a yeah, couple it's more about minutes. Five minutes we tend to get into the news. All Guys. right. How you feeling? You doing okay? <laughs> how did that of all things throw you off <laughs> of all questions me asking about your well-being is the first time Mauer goes i don't i don't know how to respond to this <laughs> do i lie to him <laughs> yes we talk about knives and stabbing each other he'll all day long i go hey how are you how are you Mauer? and he oh, I, I don't i don't know how <laughs> how is anyone <laughs> exactly all right, let's get into All the right, news. Baby, this is baby, weird now. Baby Huey, how are, how are you? Baby I'm, Huey's great. I'm good. He's wow, moving out. You, had no pro- you have no problem answering for him. Nope. <laughs> you couldn't answer for yourself, but you'll answer for Baby Huey. Baby Did you Huey. read his journal or something? How do you know? He, he's moving out. He's great. Yeah, he's good for me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, that's enough of that. Let's get into comics. Let's talk about 5G that was a thing that was never really a thing, but like still was the thing. It wasn't that we a talked thing. about. It was a thing. No, it was a thing. It was a rumor. It was a thing we Wrapped talked about many, enigma. many times. Hidden in and a riddle. Was, I still believe it was Dan DiDio's, uh, you know, baby. It was something that he was working very hard on that scared Warner Brothers or scared AT and T. And I just think being a thing. I think AT and T was the origin of it. And then you they think got so? A, yeah, I think they got a lot of pushback from Jim Lee and some of the other creators because the numbers weren't good. So AT&T looks at it as a business. How do we get this? Well, number one, sell. Let's make all new number one. It's the same thing that DC tried with New 52. They wanted to sure. spike the numbers. I, I would believe that, but I would then think it was Dan DiDio's decision to try and reboot every single character. You know what I mean? Like, for example, the, um, the, the Luke Fox news. That we know that we have the uh, the um, uh, Black Batman, essentially, potentially Black Batman. What is it? Forty three percent chance of a yeah. Yeah, yeah. person of color. Is it what was the what was the percentage? Something from like that, the yeah. guy who wrote Twelve Years a Slave. Which I mean, it's a cool book, but it wouldn't surprise me if that book was originally intended for five G. From yeah, everything that we heard about five G, would not surprise me if that was the goal. And Dan DiDio was pretty big into that. And I think we're gonna get some of the five G quote unquote ideas trickled out i just think they're going to be elseworld stories now yeah and i think that I, I think that's what they should have been in the first place i think what probably happened going off like merging my idea and your idea mauer hear me out here at&t <laughs> says all right numbers suck give me some number ones i want to see a spike in sales and, and dan to deal what do i have the plan for you and then they went <laughs> to re remake every character really harping on diversity and, and changing the, the the dc universe as we know it uh and then T, uh, AT&T went, hold on, you were gonna, you're going to get rid of Batman and Barry Allen, even though we've got movies and stuff coming out about these characters? And he was like, yeah, isn't that what you wanted? They went, no, you're fired. And that was it. There's the bloodbath. That's it was how it started. a 47% chance. 47% chance. That's close enough to 50 for me. 47? Sorry. That's how at least I think it went down. And then that just, a lot of heads were on the chopping block after that. <laughs> Um, and one person, on, not on the chopping block, but we get to celebrate them leaving a major book. I hate to say this, but Brian Michael Bendis, his run on Superman's over. Yeah, Brian, look at I, I like Brian Michael Bendis. I do. I mean, I, you, you kind of see his tropes coming now, but that, that happens with any writer who's been going on for a long time. I liked him before he almost died. Because I feel mm. like after he had that near-death experience the whole way he writes, like it's almost like he's trying to jump to the end to tell his whole story. Like his stories before used to be very long and like they'd kind of unfold in front of you. It felt like everything he was doing, it was like, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. It's going to be mine. It's going to be mine. Here's all these cool things that I do. And he got to them so fast that you don't appreciate them because you don't have time to forget that he just ripped down everything you love. Hmm. That's an interesting take. That's a very interesting take. But even even before his near death experience, he still had the same issues of, of dropping the MacGuffin early, and you're like, okay, that's going to be the character that's going to get written out that uh, is going to be the way the story ends. At the same time, <laughs> like you you know Brian Michael Bendis isms, so I, I'm good for some fresh blood on Superman. I'm cool with that. I think uh, I think Superman needs it at this point. Let's get us let's get us back. Can we go back to the old fresh blood of Superman? What do you mean? Let's go back to Rebirth Superman. That rating team there, and just bring them back. It was yes. so good. That yeah, was Rebirth Superman. Yes. 
It's been a it, that's how that's how good the Rebirth Superman team was. It's been a while since Rebirth Superman, and we're still going. Yeah, I haven't read Superman since. So, like, if you don't mind, <laughs> like, I picked up that entire run because it was of, that good. Yeah, I picked up the good. first few episodes of Michael or first few issues of Michael Bendis, and then I fell off. And the sad truth is, part of what made Rebirth this is such a rabbit hole. Part of what made Rebirth Superman so good was Jonathan Kent, and then Brian Michael Bendis aged him up. Yeah. So I would love them to figure out a way to bring him back to being teenage uh, Jonathan Kent, or not teenage, bring him back to being like, you know, preteen, eight, nine. Yeah. G- give me, give me young boy, Jonathan Kent, you know, being raised as half human, half Kryptonian with Lois on the farm, you know, uh, you know, mirroring mom, pa Kent. I, I, I love that so much. Just I would have love a to wormhole open up and the opposite happens of him traveling the world with his grandpa. He de-ages. Time, time travel. But I want him to forget everything. I don't want him to remember any of that stuff. I don't want him to be this, you know, 18-year-old mind in this, this young kid's body. You know what I mean? I, I, want, I want to go back to Jonathan Kent, who, like, accidentally blew up the cat in the tree and skinned his <laughs> knee. Like, I want that Jonathan Kent who's still figuring things out. Not, I mean, I like Jonathan. I do. But I, I feel like we miss so much potential of his coming to age. Is he still in the future with the uh, Legion? Do you read Legion? No. That's what I was asking. An hour? <laughs> Why would I read that? That's my point. Nobody reads Legion. That's <laughs> he was just like, no. no one here reads it. Let me ask them a question about it. Well, that's fair. I would, I would do the same thing. I don't blame <laughs> you there. I don't blame you there, Huey. But that's the thing with comics. There's so many books that are out there to read. It's, it would be ridiculous to assume that we're reading every single thing coming out. Space comics, not for me. Even more than that, it's the Legion. It's not even sp- yeah, but it's not space comic. It's the Legion of Superheroes. We don't know. Yeah, it's it's on Earth. Just it's the Justice League of the Future, basically. Which I'm good. I don't need that. Yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about Batman the Animated Series, and let's talk about Baby Huey's very bizarre clickbait title that was not very true. Uh, let's talk about Jason Todd, Tim Thanks, Drake. <laughs> Did you, really? So if it had <laughs> been a good clickbait title. He would have taken credit for it. Exactly. He absolutely would have exactly. taken credit for it. What do you I mean? He, that was the most like anchorman moment from baby Huey. Well, you, you was up on the screen, so I read it. It's, it's not from me. <laughs> Hold on. Let's wait for him. He has a joke written down that he's going to try and fit into this issue. So let's just wait for him to do that. All right, go ahead. I've already forgotten what my joke is. (laughs) Oh, that's ridiculous. All right, let's get back into the animated series. Well, the continuation of the animated series in comic form. Can I just say something? Yeah. The animated series had such amazing art. And this comic doesn't. No, it does not. No. Like, you had such a clean art deco style for that show to go to this garbage well, it's, it, it very much still reminds you of the, the animated series, but at the, the same color time, it does. It, it's just, no, even, even the line work and, and the, the, the sharper edges and stuff, like, it, it's enough that you can see it, but it's not, like, if, for, if, if I would have sent that back, like, nah, let's give this a once over. You know what it's like when you're growing up and your friend was a pretty good artist and he could kind of draw like the show, and everybody asked him to draw, like, Batman or somebody from the show? It looks like that. like. Pretty good. You yeah. get the, uh, but it's not really the real thing. Well, remember, you all- give your buddy a pass, but not not for four dollars. No, <laughs> this, this also is taking place between seasons uh, what three and four. That's, from when they when they changed the style to the Superman animate. That's no look. reason 
for it to be well um, the bad art that it is. Well, actually, if, if, you, us... if you'll pick up some old animated series comic book, comic book issues, it kind of looks the same. Really, you guys? Yeah. You, wanna, you guys? Yeah. You guys want to get in? You guys want to get into the news? Oh no, we, we want to talk about the yes. art style some more. You you want to get into the actual Jason Todd part of this? He did. Moving on. <laughs> well, no, so I think this is one of the few times that a story that we've grown to love has been changed, and I feel it's better. So instead of the Joker just killing him with the crowbar, the Joker goes to kill him with the crowbar so that he doesn't kill any of the rogues. Harley thought it was okay to like beat a kid but not kill the kid. So she goes and gets Batman. Batman comes. Uh, Jason's not dead. Jason tells Batman to go kill the Joker. And the Batman can't do it. An explosion happens. The Joker's pinned other, under the car. Batman's using the crowbar to pry up in the car. Jason goes to stop him. An explosion happens. And then Jason disappears. And yes, it is that crowbar. So the yep. crowbar that, J- that Joker was going to beat Jason Todd to death with, Batman uses to save the Joker, which in turn gets Jason killed. Although I'm going to say that's Jason's fault. but. Uh, that is a retelling of a story we've heard a million times over that adds a unique dynamic to both Batman and Jason Todd. Well, and it gives a better reason, I feel, for Jason to hate Batman. Like, no, I still think they're both good. I think this is just a rushed version of it. I think what they did is they just merged the aftermath with the incident itself. Because Jason Todd coming back to life, realizing that the Joker's still out there and has killed numerous people since he himself died, um, it was enough to send him over the edge. Like, okay, I got to control crime, turning him into the antihero. It's still really the same thing, except for instead of, you know, so much time passing, it's literally the moment he gets free. It's the same. It's really in context. It's the same thing. Which I, I love about it. I think that's a great way to to speed up the Jason Todd story. And by the way, they don't find his body, so that still means we could get Red Hood down the line. Which it's good. You know what? Good for them. Turn the art up a little bit, then maybe you got a good comic. But I, I think mean- so. I think that. I mean, look, I. I I, I love the, the animated series. I love the fact that they're doing this. And I love the fact that they're taking what we've known that never quite made it to the animated series and, and injecting it in to, you know, one of the most beloved cartoons from our childhood. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Moving now, on. You guys were, got real quiet. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about Raz al Ghul or Raj al Ghul or whoever, however you want to pronounce Raish it. Raish al Ghul. Raish Raz. Raish, Raish Raz Raj. The demon's head. The demon's head. I, I, yes. Let's talk about the demon's head. Cause I think this is kind of interesting. So, uh, Raj al Ghul, Raish al Ghul, depending on what you're <laughs> watching, <laughs> uh, has deemed that he has a new, a new enemy of the um, the assassins, which I think is pretty interesting. It's not Batman, so we're moving from a very Batman centric character and using the Outsiders as a book that none of us read. To be very fair, as a way to shift him over as a m- main nemesis of Black Lightning, who is part of that Outsiders team with Batman, which so, is perfect. At- 
I think it's very cool. I think it's very cool. It'll very it'll absolutely help the popularity of Black Lightning, um, especially with the show doing as well as it is, and then and DC really wanted to push him to the forefront, which is very cool. Uh, I think giving him a villain that's time tested and true and uh, without the smarts of Batman. Well, and giving him a villain that's not street level. Like giving him something that's bigger, that, that more grandiose will elevate him to be a bigger hero. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at, you know, the street level characters, as much as I love them all, when you look at their villains, they're all very, you know, the same. It's, you know, variation of the same thing. When you look at Batman's villains or Superman's or Spider-Man's, since those, you know, are superheroes, they have really cool villains that can go and do different things. I think taking Black Lightning and really giving him a villain that has no limits is going to push him and allow them to do more for him. He's going to have to train differently. He's going to have to, you know, develop himself to be a different hero, which will allow them to change some of the things they don't like about the character and make them different without just saying we're changing the character. It'll have a reason behind it. So like, so just off the bat, he sends out squads to the, to attack uh, the high school, killing several civilians and a teacher. Uh, And that's something that the black lightning historically is not used to is fighting an army. Cause that's the thing with, with, if you go up against race, you're not going up against just him. You're going up against an army of assassins, which is a lot to ask. Like Batman's kind of used to that. That's kind of name of the game for Batman. (laughs) Like that's a, that's a Tuesday, right? I mean, he's used to big crowds and fighting a lot of people at the same time. And Black Lightning is more of a, you know, a hulkier villains. Than... And, but he has superpowers. Right. Right. So he's, he's well suited for the task, but it's going to be outside of his norm. Yeah, it's good. I mean, imagine him with the kind of training that he's going to need. That's going to just totally change the aspect of his character and and be able to take him on a supernatural side, and they can then explore the lightning more and maybe have some new reasons and, and powers with the lightning. Like, there's you a lot even, they can do. You could even have him get killed and bring him back darker. Yep. Ooh. Like you can, Have him you, go through the Lazarus pit. and Exactly. Could you well, imagine a, a black lightning who's starting to, like, lose it? You know they're going to have him like little, corruption. What's up? You know they're going to have him like electrify the Lazarus pits. So that's going to probably change it down the road. Oh, how cool would it be if like he, he's taken on like, I mean, this will never happen because you'll, you'll never get rid of Ray El Ghul. But if Ray El Ghul is, you know, he's getting somewhat beaten, he's going down to the Lazarus pits, he goes to, he goes to submerge himself to regenerate himself, and then boom, he just, Black Lightning sticks his hand in the water and just vaporizes everybody in it. <laughs> like uses, the, uses his source of life as the thing that finally kills him. Now, and wow. I said this before the show, I'm going to say it here. This is why Batman in that Outsiders book was good. And I still don't understand to this day how the creator didn't see that. How, because he just, I mean, I, I kind of get it. It's, it's very much like having your, 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 you know, kids, a sports star, but there's somebody else on the team who's much better than that kid is. But you if your I mean? kid's on like the little league team, and they're going, you know what? He's going to play in the major leagues, but we're going to put him with the best baseball player in the world. He's still now in the major leagues. Oh, I get you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. It makes more sense from the outside looking in. But when you are the parent, it's a little harder. So I, I'm, I'm giving you a little. I have a little empathy for that, but not by much because it's not 
he's the the problem was is that they they acted as though this was never done before. It's so part and parcel for for comics to throw popular characters on teams with less popular characters. It's it is something that Marvel and DC do a million. It's why Wolverine, the solo loner <laughs> character, has been on every single team that's ever existed. Like it would not surprise me if tomorrow you were like, yeah, Wolverine's on the Justice League. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. Well, <laughs> and the delusions that. That he thought his character was on the same tier. Well, he was huge when he came out. He just didn't have the last. He didn't survive. He didn't last like everybody else did. Hey, look, he's leading the. He's in charge of the Outsiders. So he's the team leader. Yeah, Batman put him in charge. Exactly. But it's the same thing that they did with uh, Justice League Europe. It's the same thing. It's that. it's just it's that's all it is. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's just using. It's the Fantastic Four. Hell, that's what they did when when they first came around. <laughs> It's Spider-Man when he joined the found Future Foundation. Speaking of dark characters, let's go into the Dark Justice League. And uh, we got some new names for some people. Do we, though? Well, kind of. One? Kind of. And honestly, that's the, the best part of the, 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 dark, or the uh, Death Metal series and, and all the, the, the dark multiverse stuff is seeing the evil versions of characters. It honestly is my favorite part. So. The story, as wild as it is, I can forgive a lot of it because I get to see very cool variations of characters that you don't normally get, especially if it turns out that they're in continuity. You know what I mean? Like, we don't, we very rarely get that. Well, I so, like the Batman that laughs becoming the one who laughs because you take Batman out of his name. So when, <sighs> when she first, uh, when Wonder Woman refers to him as the one who laughs, just by saying that gives him his own kind of being where you don't have to immediately associate him with Batman. You're going to for now. He's in a he's in Bat Castle, dude. But surrounded by bat people. I have a feeling since he took off as well as he did, you're going to slowly You're going to slowly see the be again. No. No. The, the no. bat factor of him slowly be factor. be less and less. The the batter. The batter. What's the batter with you? What's well, the batter with you? Well, especially he's got Manhattan powers now, so <laughs> that, that's it. The Batman side is definitely fading away. I think we're gonna see him more of a Doctor Doom type role. Like I think you know the costume will slightly change, and he's gonna be this all powerful guy that's gonna be pulling strings from behind, and he will. He who knows whose villain he will end up being. Because he's a big enough villain now where he can go toe-to-toe with Superman or anybody in DC. And I think they're getting him ready to be that kind of villain, not just a Batman villain. I still think we're going to have a one who laughs now showdown with uh, Wally West with the Manhattan Powers. Which would be awesome. I'm 100% for that. But let's talk about some of the other characters that we've met in this this new... um, uh, Batman uh, Dark Death Metal Crisis. So one of them that we got is the probably the funniest is a Martha Wayne, evil Martha Wayne Batman, uh, who, who's like essentially Martha Wayne just wearing a bat tech suit uh, named Pearl. <laughs> then we got uh, evil Batman Solomon Grundy, which I thought was really cool, which was Black Monday. Very cool name. <laughs> Dig that quite that, a bit. That's cool. Cool name like that. And then there's also Cole, very similar to Null. And I'm going to say that they did that on purpose for people who mess up in Google searches. So we've got Null, because <laughs> we know we've got Null coming out for Marvel. 
uh, with you know the the symbiote god, all that. Then we've got Cull, who is the daughter of Batman and uh, Wonder Woman cool, in the Dark cool. Multiverse. Cool. Wow. So wow. I, I had to. Wow. Wow. Did you just see? Did you just make Cull a seagull? I did. Seagull. Mine, mine, mine. No, nope, 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 we're done. Nope. You're just I, I, like a baby Huey's version of Pinky the Joko. I guess. What other seagulls do I know? <laughs> Eleven more days, and he's moving out. <laughs> but she looked cool. I mean, she very much looked like if Wonder Woman did Batman cosplay. You know what I mean? Like, I thought you were just gonna stop if Wonder Man Woman did Batman. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that's, well, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of how this happened. To be fair, that's what happened. That's the birds and the bees, right there, buddy. <laughs> All Cause, right. Cause spoiler alert. All right, Mauer, what happened with the turtles recently? Tell me about Janika. <laughs> so what's going on with Jenny? Jenny and the boys. <laughs> J- 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 Jenny and the boys. Um, so you know how we have the the mutant outbreak that was happening with the turtles recently? Mm-hmm. They kind the, of what, pulled the most recent one. Yeah, they kind of pulled some old tropes from Judge Dredd and Walking Dead. And 28 days later, well, now they have like their own section of the city in New York dubbed Mutant Town. And the new mayor of New York City, Baxter Stockman, took the liberty of constructing this barrier around Mutant Town. So any mutant that's found in New York gets sent there. And if you're a human in Mutant Town, you get kind of locked away. But it's going to add a new dynamic to the Turtles. Because they can be out in public there and among other people that are like them. And now it's going to be even more of a reason to hide in the shadows in the city. Because now people know they exist, but also know that they should be kept in mutant town. So I think this is going to give a character set that we've known for all these years that are always in the sewers and hiding. Um, another way for us to enjoy the book and give them some new stories and not have to rehash the same things over and over again. Well, it also can turn fear into bigotry, too. Yes. So where before it used to, if you saw the turtles, you were just scared. Now it can be you see the turtles and go, you need to get back to where you belong. It's it's taking everything and turning on his head. And I think having Janika in there, who yeah, was she, you, we have to explain that real quick. I just realized when I made that joke, some people might not know who that is. She is the woman who was fighting with him that almost died, got a blood transfusion from Donnie, my uh, Leo, 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 and she's yeah. she's part of the foot. She was part of the foot. Um, and then all of a sudden mutated. So now she uses the uh, the, the ninja claws, and, and she a, also has a, a small blade. And a, the big one's a bow and arrow. She'll get you from a distance. I really like her. She's got a yellow bandana. I dig her quite a bit. And she's she, around longer than I thought she was going to be. Because yeah, fans uh, uh, took her in because she wasn't just the girl turtle. That's what Venus de Milo was. Who's was the girl turtle? I'm sorry, I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> right. See, my point exactly. <laughs> well, my and, point exactly. And this is what we've talked about over and over on the show. When diversity is done right, yes. You build a story, you give a reason for the character to be there, and they're not just a carbon copy of the male counterpart. Well, you're just not a checkbox. That's what I hate when they make a character and they're just like, all right, did that. Cool. It's like the Green Lantern syndrome. You just gotta make a Green Lantern for for every you know, uh, aspect of society. Well, and when they first did Miles. Remember, Miles was originally also supposed to be their gay check mark. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that because Miles was pretty cool. It was what pissed people off with Miles more than anything else was them killing, killing Parker. Spider-Man. 
If it wasn't for them killing Parker, he would have been accepted. Yeah, so the he, idea was they were going to kill Parker, have him be the only one there. He was going to be half Hispanic, half black, and also be gay. Yeah, see, that was just, a, that was just checkbox. Mm-hmm. That's just, but I mean, but that character grew into it. And then, and again, again we've, we say this all the time, but Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan is, is, is the perfect, you know, I'll, I'll put Janika up there. I'll put Janika with, with Kamala. I'd yeah. do that. Janika, yeah. you know, the way they did it, and like we said originally, okay, the, how long is this going to last? But the fact that they didn't just make her story this cookie cutter, okay, I'm a, a girl with the turtles. No, like, they actually gave her purpose, and her being tied to the foot. She's a badass. And, she is. She's awesome. And this whole mutant town thing coming, she's going to be the only one of them that can see both sides. They've never been human. That's true. Yeah, that's a really good point. So she's, she, she'll have more empathy than they will. So when people are... When people truly get, if it, if it goes that direction, where all of a sudden we've got, you know, a city full of bigots against mutants. Wow. Although that sounds really, really X-Men-y. That sounds mm-hmm. really X-Men. <laughs> uh, now saying that out loud. But she would at least understand outside of the, the uh, mutant town's perspective. That's yep. cool. That's a cool idea. I like that. All right. Let's keep it going. Let's get into um, the fallout of... Um, the book Moving that none on. of us cared about. Yeah, we don't have to go into this for too much because Empire kind of sucked. Uh, but Fantastic Four Avengers crossover. Uh, if you ha- if you weren't aware of it, it's where the Kree and the Scroll become one unified army, which is for Marvel was pretty unheard of. That uh, Hulkling was the the leader of because he's part you know Kree and part Scroll. Uh, but they were fighting the Katadi, which was the how do we explain this quickly? The Kree and the Katadi had to like create the ultimate society and uh, this was it was it celestials that picked the katati which made the kree attack uh, the I'm, I'm going into the part of what the kree scroll war was all about yes but. it was well it doesn't really matter the katati was this peaceful race of of plant creatures that uh through this story become the bad guys but you're kind of sympathetic for them because they were pushed to the brink to a point where they became these you know they were they're terrifying really but uh the they had a weapon that nobody could, that nobody understood anything about. So essentially, Reed Richards um, takes this weapon and tries to figure out its origin and brings it to one of the elders of the universe. Um, and who is, which, which elder was it? The Profiteer? Yes, Profiteer. Yes. Right. And the Profiteer who, 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 who looks at it. they met right before Empire started. Uh, dismantles it, essentially, trying to figure out what's going on with this weapon and realizes that its origins are outside of the known universe. So it's older than Asgard. It's older than the Celestials. It is from the first race, as they say. So we don't know what this means, but it is a pretty universe-shaking thing for Marvel, and it gives them a lot that they can go with. So I have a feeling down the road, this is going to play out pretty big. I'm interested to see where the King is back, or the King in Black. King in Black? I think that's King King in Black. The Null book coming out. I'm interested to see how the Null book plays into this. Because remember, Null existed before time. He was in the darkness. And yep. actually, the reason he hates everybody is because they ruined his darkness. He fought, <laughs> he, yeah, because he fought the uh, Celestials. Beheaded one with one slice. Yeah. So my point is, is that he's, he's older than time. And I wonder if what he is, because he, he created he created the Celestial, or the, uh, the, the symbiotes. We don't really know what he is. We just know he created, he existed before the Marvel Universe. I wonder if he is part of the first race. Yeah, he could be. Wow. I don't know. That's all speculation. I have no idea. But let's get into some TV news. And Mauer, it's you. Well, so you Lucifer. missed the biggest part of that whole story. 
I did? Is there's a return. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Well, I didn't know how many Uwatu fans there would be out there, but okay. <laughs> Everyone's ahead. a Uwatu fan. He's back. Ooh. I'm going to say most people didn't know he died. <laughs> most people didn't read Original Sin. <laughs> Original, Original Sin was, was a book where he died. He lost his eye. Hulk touched it and cried. It was weird. And then we found out Iron Man is the reason that the Hulk got blown up in the first place. He got blown up. Um, <laughs> it jumped yeah. up and bit me. And that's also where white Nick Fury became the unseen. And yes. then we got Nick Fury Jr. from the other Earth, from the Ultimate Universe, moved over here. No, no. No, is it not, not, not no, the that, Ultimate Universe version that, of him? No, that, that guy's still around. This is uh, Nick Fury's son. That he didn't right, know he right, had. Right, that right, 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 had. Right. That just right. happens oh, to look very similar to. Yeah, he right. He just happens to look like <laughs> identical. The ultimate. So the ultimate one, and they, so technically the ultimates, they never actually did anything with it. But he's back then, I guess. So you we know, could have like uh-huh. the Nick Furies looking exact like, and then just have Samuel L. Jackson in the mix, and all three of them go, "What the hell's happening?" <laughs> so just like we had a three Jokers story, let's have a let's <laughs> three have Furies. the three Furies. <laughs> Get on it, Marvel. Uh, and make sure right. you spell that correctly because three furries, totally different. <laughs> yeah, don't Google that. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe that's your thing. Go you, you know, each their own. Uh, Mauer, what's going on in, uh, in TV land? Talk, talk to me about Lucifer. Another one bit the dust. Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey. Another one bites um, the dust. So I didn't think they were going to do the whole thing. But uh, we got to see a full song, Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Uh, for the Lucifer musical. And anybody who watches the show knows that music is a huge part of it. They do all kinds of cool cover songs and different versions of it. Like the tone of that show is definitely dictated by its musical soundtrack. So when they do a musical, it's going to be big. And you got to see everybody singing and dancing around a crime scene. Even the dead guy gets up and dances at one point in it. <laughs> um, but... Tom Ellis keeps joking that he keeps having to add to his skills the longer he's on Lucifer because he's always been able to sing, but he had to fake playing piano. Then he taught himself to play piano. Now he's dancing. Who knows what he'll be doing in the next season, but looks good. This season, I already watched the first eight episodes. It was amazing. Hey, I stopped watching. You told me to stop. (laughs) All right. I, uh, for time's sake, I'm going to rapid fire through some of this news that doesn't need a lot of context. Uh, one, Stargirl, Jeff Johns confirms Solomon Grundy will be back. A new story arc. If you've seen uh, Stargirl, Solomon Grundy's so-so. I uh, hope the CGI is better. So-so CGI <laughs> appearance is a little uh, suspect, but he was a more emotional uh, Grundy that we've seen, and that's going to play a bigger role Hopefully in the Grundy down like the Hopefully it's like the Grundy we see in the comics. That Batman deals with a lot, where he's kind of hidden and, you know, uh, tortured. Like, he feels things and knows what he is, and less of just a Hulk. I mean, he well, I think that's what they were hinting at in the show. Because in the show, he was being controlled yeah. by, by the Injustice Society. Yeah, they said at the end he found fear, but hopefully they're going to be able to show uh, that he has different emotions in there. And that, that Grundy, where he kind of walks the line of, you know, he's not really a bad guy is really cool. All right, so HBO uh, orders Doom Patrol Season 3 and also confirmed that it's one of their best original shows that they have. It's got the biggest viewership of uh, of the originals that they offer, which, to be fair, isn't a lot. Well, that's not true. It is a lot, but most of the shows you don't know. 
<laughs> most most of their shows is their their originals aren't that great as of right now. Uh, speaking of the the originals that HBO Max just kind of took from the DC Universe app, is it got, taking when it's your stuff to begin with? Uh, that's that's good question. So that's when true. when Batman was robbing Wayne Tech in Batman Begins, was he really robbing them? Because no. if not, he shouldn't have gone to prison. <laughs> What end of that movie right there. Anyway, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, not renewed for season three, and they, we don't know exactly why, but rumor has it it has to do with budget reasons, which I would assume is for most shows well, if and they haven't gotten to season three. They did a major executive shakeup, so there's new people in charge of everything. So I wonder if they had carte blanche before, and now they don't. Um, the one leverage piece they have is uh, Penny, Harley, Kaylee has another show coming out this fall <laughs> called the flight attendant that from the early reviews of it's supposed to be pretty good. So I have a feeling they want to keep her happy. Well, they also, the show got uh, celebrities tweeting about it saying, everyone could please go watch this to make sure it gets a, a season three. I think even James Gunn wrote about it. I could be wrong, but I think he did. Um, my point is, is that it's got, it's got the ears and the eyes of a lot of people. I just think that they need to come together on how much, they're willing to give the show for them to actually make it. And I bet you it's the animation costs. So they cut down the number of episodes then. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that because I love the show. It took me a little bit to get used to, to this new Harley, but I really do like new Harley quite a bit. Uh, all right, moving on from there. Uh, Young Justice Season 4 was announced uh, called Phantoms. Didn't care for Season 3. Baby Huey, should Affleck I care for this? the bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> oh, my God. That movie was terrible. Yeah, I'm, Phantoms was so bad. I'm I'm eh on this. I really yeah I really enjoyed season one. Really enjoyed season two. Three was eh. So all right, well so then there you go from from the the cartoon toy man himself. It's eh. All right, eh. let's move into uh, some movie news. Let's let's rapid fire some of these because I know there's going to be conversations around some later ones. So right off the bat, uh, Suicide Squad, pretty cool, Kevin Feige. Uh, actually went to visit James Gunn on the set of Suicide Squad. Wait, wait, wait. Marvel? Yeah, thought Hmm. that was kind of cool. I mean, he's been saying for a bit that there's no real animosity between the two companies. Pretty much anybody who works for one of the two companies besides uh, who, uh, what, Uh, who's Ayers? David Ayers? Was he the one that said F Marvel? Although, to be fair, so did Jason Momoa. Remember when he signed that kid's poster, F Marvel? Yeah, it's a joke, though. Well, I mean, That's all pretty early on. Well, I believe that was David joke. Ayers was used to work with Marvel. I believe he wrote some stuff for them back in the day, and they didn't treat him that well. Well, he just said it flat out in the middle of a, uh, a convention panel, and it was like it just felt like it came out of nowhere. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of cool. I love that. Uh, moving on from there, Wonder Woman's pushed back to Christmas Day this year. We'll see if that actually holds true. Listen, uh, I just got to say. Remember, Patty Jenkins is the one that pushed it back initially an extra year, and then she finished it early. Imagine if she would have just let that movie come out when they originally planned. She hit the deadline. The movie didn't change anything because she gave it extra time. Like, we could have had this movie a year and a half ago. Yeah. But here we are. Christmas Day. That's what we're looking at now. Maybe. Um, we'll see. I, don't, I still don't <laughs> think we're going to be at a it's place It's going to be where... May, and then they're going to go just release it direct. 
Right, because they're not <laughs> going to make their money back. It's, it's unless they do d- direct to digital at some point early on, they're not going to get that money back. Theaters aren't making it. Like the Tenet, Tenet did well, but it didn't do that well. It's a nine nine million. Yeah, the big but, numbers for a weekend six. have been seven to ten million. Has been a big yeah. weekend right now. And then and the drop off the next weekend is pretty substantial. Yes, the the hype dies down pretty quick. Um, all right, moving on from there. Uh, Daisy Ridley talking about all right, moving uh, her, on. Her being a Palpatine <laughs> yep. was originally yep, supposed sure. to be her as a Kenobi, which kind of dig would have been better. But kinda everything would have been that. better that movie if they changed it. But that well, he, this goes to show that what we said before, which is that J.J. Abrams was just scrambling to make sense of his version of the story as well as uh, Ryan Johnson's version of the story and merging them together. Apparently, on set of the Last Skywalker, they still weren't sure what she was going to be. Filming the movie, filming the movie, they weren't sure what her heritage was. Eh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> While making the movie, how crazy is that? I mean, so that means her being a Palpatine really had no influence on that script whatsoever. It was just thrown in there to give it some kind of connection to the original. Now, has she turned on them? Like, what's his name's turned on Star Wars? Oh, John Boyega? No. Yeah. Well, John Boyega had a different reason to turn on Star Wars. She has no real reason. John Boyega um, didn't like the way that he what he was told and how his character was treated. He was a he was sold on a very different thing than what he got. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Right. <laughs> As our next story. Well, the next story is pretty big. This is, a, this is a big revelation of this. Because as of right now, it's been one voice and like a camera guy <laughs> that have been talking about this. So this is huge. So we, we know this, the Ray Fisher, Joss Whedon, Jeff Johns debacle has been going on for a bit where he's claiming that during the reshoots, it was a really hostile work environment and that it was, uh, it was very unprofessional the way that the cast and crew were treated uh, and it was very disrespectful. And it's become this whole big thing where there's been investigations where Ray Fisher says you're not doing enough and you're, he even put a post out saying you're cherry picking who you're interviewing and you're, you're, uh, you're purposely avoiding those who have stories to tell. Um, and so all of this is happening. And then out of nowhere, Jason Momoa comes out with a very long Instagram post saying, this is ridiculous. It needs to stop. And, and, and saying that anyone who experienced what happened on that set, um, it needs to be something that's looked into further. Like the investigation needs to be true. So much so that he even denounced the the announcement of uh, the uh, Frosty, Frosty the Snowman because he was like, "You guys already announced that. Why are you bringing this up again? Stop trying to to cover up Ray Fisher's story." Well, he like, said so, it didn't happen. He's not Frosty. Oh wow, really? I thought that because didn't they announce that a while back? Yeah, ago he too? said it, both of them said it's fake. But the there's more also now. The reason why the people that have the story. They're not talking to the investigators. It's not their cherry picking. Nobody's talking to them because the investment company, turns out, is owned by the parent company of Warner Brothers. Mm. So they want a completely third party. Third party. Yeah. Now, sure. hmm. to play devil's advocate, I understand that, but you also have seen, you know, we have the Ellen show. That investigation was done by an internal investigation, and it brought everything to light. Like, there is the ability for somebody to hire somebody in their company to still be like, you suck, you screwed up. We're right, but this is the first time that you can't use the argument now that he was just upset that his part got cut short. I now still you've think got, that's a big cause. 
you can say you can say that was his catalyst, but you cannot say that it was a it was just solely on Ray Fisher anymore because now you've got a huge star who's now willing to stand next to him and say no treatment was shitty. Well, they're saying treatment towards him was shitty. No, it says and everyone else who experienced what happened under the watch of Warner Brothers needs proper investigation. Yeah, we'll see what this is. I still. I still don't think anything's going to be monumentous that comes out of this. Like we'll I don't find th- out, but this is this is this is big in Ray Fisher's corner. I this don't is- think you're ever going to get a smoking gun. You're going to get that's shitty behavior probably, but you're not going to be like, oh my god, how could that person ever do that? No, yeah, I because I, I don't because here's the thing: the all the allegations against the people who like against Joss Whedon and against Jeff Johns. I I could see it happening. <laughs> like, well, I, I'm not even I talking that. I could see Jeff like, Johns doing the things that he said. I could see J- Joss Whedon not being, you know, I could see the other allegations against Joss Whedon being true. <laughs> like, like you've been on set. Like there are just some people in this world in those positions that when they're in that atmosphere, they are terrible. Like, I think we need more stories about what actually happens which is what you're saying we're not going to get. But I think right now, what we have heard that happens isn't that unreasonable to believe that either of those two would do it. It's not, but it's also, as you just said, not as giant of a deal as it's being made out to be if it's just like thin-veiled threats. Like we're talking about the other cyborg, for example. Yeah. Like that's not, it's really petty and dumb. It's right, but it's not something to, to throw a temper tantrum about. Right, so that's what I mean. There's, there's still more about it that he says he still can't talk about. You know what I mean? So I think the other allegations need to come out. Yeah, so and that's what I'm saying. It wasn't, so he's come out and said it's not that he can't talk about it. He won't talk to it unless it's a true third-party investigator. Well, that's probably his team as well. So it's we'll see what team. happens. You know what? Just get it over with. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's gone on this long. I'm surprised they didn't want to quell this, especially with because right now, Jason Momoa, like Cyborg's one thing. Jason Momoa has got a whole franchise under his name. Well, so here's the one part of the coin that people aren't realizing about Jason Momoa. He is loyal to a fault and he credits Zack Snyder for giving him a career. Sure. So it would be, you know, for me, loyalty is a big thing. I don't care if you're in the wrong or not. If somebody came at you, I'd still say, I got his back. He's my boy. He didn't, like, I would still have your back. So Jason's that type of guy. If you've ever heard him talk about Zack Snyder, like, he truly thinks that he would not have any role if it wasn't for Zack Snyder. Sure. But I do, I, I think there's enough behind it that he'd be willing to risk his career for it. I think, think there's enough there that Do you he's, think this is a risk for his career? I, it's more of a risk for his career. He put himself in the limelight of a company that's giving him a franchise. He just put himself in the in, in the conversation where he wasn't before, and he didn't need to do it. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, this is going to be the reason why they're not quelling it because they're not worried about anything. Well, we'll see. We'll see because like every week we've got a new story about this. It's not like it's going away. They're not. They're not. Rub- this isn't going under the rug. <laughs> but we'll see. All right, let's keep it going because we're running low on time here. Um, well, we're way past time. <laughs> That's a better way to word it. Uh, the Flash film. Um, I like this quote 
a lot of people during the Q and A because we had fandom part two, which wasn't as good as part one. No, I didn't even know fandom as, two was happening. Wasn't nearly as good as part one. The Harley Quinn part was by far the best thing that happened during fandom part two when she read the Q and A. That um, was just a replay of the first one. Was that in the first one? Yeah, yeah. Even worse. <laughs> even worse. Yeah. No, it wasn't that great. But one of the things that happened was during the Q and A, one of the producers of the Flash movie was asked about plot details, like she was actually going to give it up, which was ridiculous. Um, but uh, <laughs> she could be she, like the Spider Man lady. She did say, in a way, uh, it's restarting everything and doesn't forget anything. Wow. So. Kind of cool. It sounds familiar. We've been talking about how Flashpoint would allow you to reset everything, but still keep everything intact. I mean, we shouldn't say we've been saying it. The comic community has been saying this for a very long time. So to now get like a more credible, uh, you know, backing to that theory is pretty big. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but it it does mean that all of this was for, wasn't for nothing like all the time we spent in with the dceu was not for nothing which i like i like we put a lot of time into this <laughs> i don't want to just forget all of the and the we're good. about to have to put four freaking hours into another shitty movie well you know but but it's parceled out parceled <laughs> out <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, two last things that I want to go over. One, uh, let's talk about the Ant-Man 3 casting. This is pretty cool. Um, I don't know how to say dude's last name. Jonathan. I know that name because that's my first name. But uh, <laughs> Majors? Is it Majors? Is it yeah, Majors? Jonathan so, Majors. Oh, it looked like an I, I wear glasses, and that looked like an O. It looked like Mojers. I was like, that's not right. That can't be right. Wow. Gail Gadot. <laughs> That's like um, the last name Smythe, Smythe, Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, this is a big deal because of the rumors around it that he's going to be playing a pretty big villain in the Marvel uh, landscape. Who's Kang the Conqueror? Not I am personally not a Kang the Conqueror fan. Usually when he shows up, that means that I'm putting the book down because he's a very convoluted and unnecessary villain, but he is an old-school villain from the 60s. He IGN put him up uh, pretty high, or, well, not high, but he was on the IGN's best villains of all time list. Uh, Ken the Conqueror is a big deal to Marvel. I just find him boring. Yeah, he's he one is, of those characters that is just tied to so much Yes, that you can't say that he's not important, but he's very wordy. Like, there's not much action behind what he does. Well, and it's uh, also, no, there's, he's like an Eobard Thawne where it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's so many versions of him. True. He's a time-traveling villain. So say you kill him. Who cares? Another remnant or whatever, <laughs> from DC, using DC terms, is going to come from at some point in the future and come back to do whatever ridiculous thing. I mean, his stories tend to be very convoluted. He is a, he's very smart. He's got crazy technology. Uh, but... All around, eh. It's weird take, that he would be in an Ant-Man movie. Take Eobard Thawne, cross him with Tony Stark, and you've got Kang the uh, Conqueror. Pretty much. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, okay. Pretty much, yeah. Maybe yeah, throw a little Brainiac in there. I love the actor, because Lovecraft Country's been outstanding. Um, so, love, love that he's going to be in the movie. He's been a few I, things. He's a pretty good actor. I find it weird that Kang the Conqueror for Ant-Man and the wasp well you have to remember ant-man's now a major avenger 
Well, they I mean it's it's also they gave him they gave him Ghost, which was an Iron Man villain. Yeah. I mean, I guess he, I guess you just don't have a lot of Ant Man villains to pull from. I mean, Kang's a <laughs> Kang's a, an Avenger villain. Well, so if you think if they would have done Ant Man, they're they're kind of making it the second Ant Man, but make trying to make him as important as the first Ant Man. If you think of how Ant Man Ant Man was tied to the Avengers, you know they can't do that. So I have a feeling they're gonna have. The big bads kind of go through him now. But well, unless Endgame, one of the things they do, in uh, one thing they could do, which would be kind of cool, they can't, okay, they can't use the actual story, but think of Jonathan Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers run, and think of what happened with Ant-Man during that, or Yellow Jacket, when they sent him into the multiverse to see what was happening with the incursions. Right, so for anybody unaware, the incursions were when all the universes were colliding, and people, you had to destroy one world or the other. It's a really cool book, worth your time. But one of the things they did with with uh, Yellow Jacket, which is Ant Man at the time, is they sent him through the multiverse to try and figure out where the cause of the incursions were, and he came across the Beyonders, who are these crazy powerful characters that are beyond our known universe. Anyway, regardless, it would be kind of cool if he met Kang the Conqueror by using the quantum realm to travel through the multiverse or travel through aspects of time, trying to see whatever the plot point of that movie is. So you, I guess that's a way you could do it where you can use him as the, in the, as in the same regards that they did during that run of what is happening, try and get some information. Cause that'd be kind of cool. Like a, like a time heist, but a time chase almost like, yeah. like Kang's chasing him through time. Well, and like I said, hmm. after him in Endgame, they are giving him a little bit more smarts than they alluded to in the Ant-Man movies. You know, they are letting him, come up with some ideas and kind of that stumble through intelligence. Like, uh, I'm kind of smart, but I kind of goofy. So I fall into it. I have a feeling they might evolve that Ant-Man character into a hybrid scientist, goofy character. You, you what, merge him a little bit more with Hank. Yeah. Pym? I really think he's going to get to that because Hank's going to be gone soon. You already have, you know, Tony gone. How long is banner going to be around? Well, he's at least doing the She-Hulk show. So you need a scientist. I have a feeling it's going to be Ant-Man. Hmm. Really? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't see Paul Rudd's character being believable as a scientist, but whatever. But we'll the, see. <laughs> the nutty professor type scientist. Even then, I, I just I wouldn't believe it based on the road that that Scott uh, Scott Pilgrim Scott uh, Lang <laughs> is taken through the MCU. You know what I mean? That's a little far fetched, especially when you have someone like Shuri, who's inevitably going to be Black Panther. There's your scientist. True. Yeah, you can go that. Like route. you have you have your like. There's enough smart people in the MCU that you can use. We'll see what Hell, happens. Wouldn't it be great if all of a sudden Peter Parker was smart? <laughs> like, wouldn't it be great? Whoa, whoa, whoa. They don't do that in the MCU. Uh, yeah, he just he he makes this Spidey secret stuff and hides it underneath the lockers, and that's the the, the smartest we get to see Parker be. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> know who got to make his own stuff? I'm Andrew so Garfield. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Andrew Garfield did have the greatest reaction when he made the web, and he did that weird like. <laughs> <laughs> He just yep. kind of reaches, reaches out. I don't, uh, you couldn't see the thing I was doing. Uh, let's go ahead and move <laughs> into uh, the last bit of news, which is not a shock, but kind of a shock because everybody said they were going to be out. But uh, Chris Hemsworth. He never said he was going to be out. Right. But everyone just kind of assumed that the six Avengers were going to be done. And the six Avengers, for the most part, are done except for one. 
And then he was well, we knew he was gonna be in the next Thor movie, and we knew mm. he was gonna be in Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, that's not true yet. We don't know that for sure, cause cause uh, James Gunn hasn't officially said. He goes, I don't know if I'm doing that yet. We knew he was going to be in a few more movies. There's three movies on his contract. Three more movies left on his contract. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Three appearances. Because you know how Marvel doesn't make it full movies; they just say appearances. You don't think can... one of those appearances will be the Loki show? It might be the Loki show. Mm. You have Loki show and one more Avengers movie, and that's that. I have a feeling, or and I said this to the Baby Loki Huey. show, Guardians, and this last Thor, Thor movie. Done. Yeah, because I think the next Avengers movie is going to be Doctor Strange. Mm. Mm. You think That'd be cool. do, you think it'll be like like Civil War? Yeah, I think it's going to be Doctor Strange's movie, but by the end of it, you have the new Avengers, and that's how you introduce them to the world. Well, was it the Young Avengers supposed to be the next up? Isn't that why they're doing Kate Bishop? That was rumored. Yeah, it's rumored, Kamala but Khan. I think we're two to three years away from that. Well, that's true. That's because we're two to three years away from any Avengers yeah. property. But so I think the next like Avengers movie will be Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, Falcon Cap, Winter Soldier, uh, Ant-Man. Carol Danvers, Ant-Man. And Shuri uh, Black Panther. Shuri. Spider-Man. It's actually a pretty dope lineup. It's Spider-Man. actually not a bad lineup at all. Oh, and what if we happen to get a mutant? Oh. Well, we know that the mutants, well, we don't know anything for sure, but we're, <laughs> it's, it's rumored that the mutants are going to start popping up in everyone's movies through this next phase. Like This next phase is really to set up the mutant world. So we'll start getting X-Men movies the way we got Avengers movies, and, like, and that, which is kind of cool because that would lead me to believe like you'd get a, ga- a Gambit solo movie just like you'd get a Captain America solo movie, and they, they, they make the X-Men as relevant as the Avengers. And what if, per se, we realize because of things happen in the multiverse of madness that Scarlet Witch wasn't created by ma- uh, science, and she truly is a mutant? Oh, I would love that. Can and you imagine? Professor you... X has to come in to shut down her brain from causing all the chaos in Doctor Strange's movie. That would be so dope as a way to introduce Professor X. Yo, that would be crazy. I'm just saying. That, that would be huge. Because <laughs> that would be Professor X in, in that. You have Rogue in, in Captain Marvel. Uh, uh, there's still rumor. I don't doubt it's going to happen. But James Hallett shows up in uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, since the Super Soldier Serum. You know, the whole weapons yep. uh, plus program. Um, wow, that would be dope. That would be dope. If we start getting, and then uh, getting Aurora Monroe in the next Black Panther movie, so you really of, have a lot of your, your X-Men right there. So instead of having stingers that are building towards an Avengers movie, you have stingers building towards the X-Universe. Yeah, well, I, I think that's been the goal. I think that's absolutely the, the way that they would pull that off. Plus, it then allows you to build franchises around each of the characters. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's that's that's listen. I said it here first. (laughs) On that note, I love how you just took credit for something that I've been saying. (laughs) You didn't say the whole Professor X thing. No, the Professor X thing, 100% you. That's true. That's true. On that note, 100% you. Menti, do that goddamn thing. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside of your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. And if you enjoyed the show, likes, comments, ratings go a long way. It helps everybody else find the show, so we appreciate the support. Uh, love everyone. Love the suggestions. Uh, yeah, keep that up. Can't, I can't say how much it means to us that after five years, there are still people out here who care. Uh, so once again, I'm Menti. I'm Huey. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Go to welcometofireside.com, please. Also, 
This is an hour-long issue. This is. Jesus Christ. This very much is. Can we just you know cut what? this no, in half? No Friday show. How yeah, about that? No Friday. Done. No, no Friday show. Not happening. Um, and <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe it'll happen. But, but I'm not going to be happy about it. And no, just I'll, because I'll be, I'll I've gotten, happy, got yeah. messages last time, I will be away again for a few weeks. But this should be the last time away for probably about six months. Late well, shift. Late shift. Man. Two to three weeks of late shift. This moonlighting is... is whew. Listen, you know, he, he's is, trying to win me over. Is he springing for it? I told him <laughs> unless he gets rid of features completely, I don't want nothing <laughs> with him. So. Uh, well, Features is very done. Features is, is a little upset. You can tell. He doesn't want to bring it up. By the way, Features has no power, which is why he's here. <laughs> no, no interesting story. It's just he literally cannot log on to record You need so, electricity. Yeah. All right. Anyway, deuces. 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 deuces.